service your existing car with us right now and it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! The countdown is well and truly on to the big derby on Saturday. Celtic against Rangers. Who's going to play for Celtic up front, for example? Is it Abada or Maeda will he go for, supporting Kyogo? And what about Rangers? How will they play against the league leaders to narrow the gap potentially at the top? On the day when Jack Ross is sacked by Dundee United after just seven games, who's going to be their next manager? But 24 goals in four games conceded. Was that inevitable? And how long should you get now in football management? It seems nothing. 70 days seven games and he's out. What do you reckon? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700 and who's going to be the next manager? What do you think? Dundee United fans, give us a call. Names mentioned already. Well, we'll find out with Stephen Cragen and John Hartson in just a moment or two. And the transfer window, two days and five hours to go and an extra day here in Scotland. John, um, you saw the game at the weekend, Celtic putting nine behind Dundee United. Is it a bit too soon? to sack a manager after seven games? Um, well, it, it's always been a results business, Paul. Um, that's the business the managers know that they're in. Uh, Dundee United, a bottom of the league, rock bottom, lost four out of the first five, drawn one, they're on one point. But you look at um, other managers in the league, you know, uh, Malky Mackay last season had a poor start. They stuck with him. Look where he ended up finishing in the top six. So there's an argument to say, well, should they have stuck with him? But 23 goals conceded in the last four games, whopping nine. I know Celtic were, were just, they steamrolled them. They can do that 20 team, by the way. But, um, you know, to concede nine in one game, seven to Alkmaar, and then four, you know, to Hearts. It's, you know, and he, he never really seemed to, he knew where the problem was, but he's got to show up defensively so I don't like to see any managers you know get the bullet um, but you're not surprised I'm not surprised okay. after the start but maybe um, they may well have given him a little bit more time Stephen Craig in a month ago we kicked off the season and the night before it we kicked off this programme and Graham Alexander from your old club mm-hmm. he was out the door even before a ball was kicked in earnest in the league but we know they had the two terrible results in Europe how long should a manager get now? Well, it seems to be getting shorter and shorter, Paul. You know, we can't get away from that. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with Jack being sacked. However, I understand the reasons behind it. It wasn't just because of Sunday's standalone result. It wasn't just because of a 9-0 result. It was quite clearly looking at performances and results and the ease of which they conceded goals before that will have come into the, the sporting director's thoughts and the owner's thoughts. Also, then you look at the body language and at times it looked like lack of effort on Sunday and you think to yourself has it gone too far for that to be erased and turned round and then to give Dundee United the chance to go forward 
So there was just a lot of things conspired against Jack, not just the result of the weekend, but just looking at the game, they didn't look as competitive as what they should have been. And sometimes when it gets to that stage, you think, do they need a fresh voice? Do they need something to change? It seems remarkable that after 10 weeks we're saying that. Sean Maloney got 19 games. Jack Ross got seven games. If you're a young man yeah. in the coaching industry and you're thinking about management, that's how ruthless it can be. Were you surprised that two former internationals in the shape of Charlie McGrew and Tony Watt were sitting in the stand? Well, you see, that's an argument I've... Uh, or on I've, the bench. Yeah. yeah. That's the argument I've listened to over the last couple of days. And what you, what you have to take into consideration, those two guys played a part in the other games. You know, so it's not as if they've been immune from this squad and they've just suddenly appeared. They've been part of it. And I'm not finger pointing them out. You've asked no, the question. Sure. So the manager has the right to pick the team that he thinks can win the game, who he thinks can make an impact in the game. I think he said he made the changes because he wanted a bit of energy, wanted a bit of a pace in the team. You know, clearly uh, he didn't think that Charlie and, and Tony were right for that game. But they've played a part in the previous game so that it, it's not a case of if they'd have played, they'd have won or the result might have been better. So you know, I think the manager has the right to pick his own team. Well, Ange Postacoglu was asked about it today at his media conference. What did he feel about the sacking of the man who was in the other dugout? We saw them at the start, didn't we? They walked mm -hmm. out together. They were speaking the hands up in front of the mouth. You wonder what they were saying to each other. Here's what Ange is thinking now. We all realise the, the industry we're in and the, and the position we all hold and the repercussions when things aren't going well. You know, there's less, I guess, patience and tolerance these days yeah, that's the industry we're in I think we're all aware of it I think Jack was, was probably aware of it <laughs> yeah, for all us managers uh, like I said in today's world that when things are going well there's, there's always the potential that uh, you can be relieved of your duties Less patience, less tolerance, but he's been a good manager, John. I'm, I'm looking at you. He had a great success at Alloa, St Mirren, Sunderland. What he was, uh, he was just a goal away, a penalty away from being, you know, the promotion from Wembley into the, the championship at Hibs. They, they, they beat Rangers. Remember, they had them by half time, and then within a few days he had gone. He didn't even manage to, uh, you know, be there for the cup yeah, final. That, that it's was strange, that, isn't that, it? That was extremely harsh and. I think Dundee United that you know to, to give Jack Ross another opportunity. Everybody was quite buoyant about it. I think the board would have been, but he, he's got to have more. He's got to be given. He's got to have been given more time, Paul. Sure. Um, five games and, and you know this. It, it, it's ridiculous now in terms of uh, the time that the managers are given. You know they play Celtic, and Celtic could do that to anybody. Do you think they'll do it again, Celtic? to I, another I, team this I, season possibly they, they're absolutely steamrolling everybody right mm -hmm. now I think they will I think we'll see a lot of these maybe not nines but we'll see a lot of five, sixes and sevens I just think the quality between the two sides mm -hmm. is vast the finances are vast the quality of player the disparity between them all is getting bigger and bigger and I, I'd imagine there'll be a few managers will be fearful going to Celtic Park and Ibrox when they're on it, when the results have been good, thinking we could take a wallop in here, which means it has to add an edge to the opposing teams going there, Paul, just because the quality is so vast. And that was going to be my next question because the goal difference it could be important. And already, I think yeah. Rangers, what, plus 11, Celtic, plus 19, 20. So already it's a factor. You know what I mean? So they could egg each other on. I think you both said the other week they're not going to drop many points at all I don't think. against anyone else. Let's take a call 0808 17 17 700, the Go Radio football line. Uh, and first up, it's Robert is on from Doncaster. Hi, Robert. How are you doing, guys? All right? Yeah, Hi, good. Robert. How's Hi, Doncaster? Oh, smashing eye. The sun's shining. Uh, it's all right, I... <laughs> Good. <laughs> What's on your mind? Just, uh, obviously, approaching the end of the transfer window, and yeah. I'm a Rangers man, so the links, maybe the last couple of days, were, were Ross Barkley, but literally in the last couple of minutes there, 
Um, seems to be a, a big swing for the boy Evander. I know he's playing in Denmark, and some reports there that he's just turned down uh, a switch to Turkey. So I was wondering what the panel thought about a move for him uh, coming to Govan. Stephen? Well, it's funny because there's always speculations. You know, I think, you know, when you've got an agent involved and you've got players involved, I know Rangers have been linked with him in the past. There's always been a little touch on that one. So, you know, whether that one actually go through or not, I would imagine that, that Giovanni Van Bronckhorst would want to get a few out, potentially. You know, even some of the boys out in loan. I know Zukovsky has gone back to Lech Poznan. Uh, Nikola Katic is another one who could move on. Would Sakala go? Would Kamar Ruf go? Is there options for that? So, I mean, I know Rangers have just got the money from the Champions League or the money is is incoming. But, you know, that will be for planning for you know for long term. But like every manager, when it comes towards the end of the window, if there's one or two players available, there's something floats their boat and they think that player can come in and make an impact and make a change in their squad then um, they would go for it if possible but Evander is one that has you know it's, can be, it's been rumoured he's been rumoured for a while and if Giovanni Van Bronckhorst thinks he can get him it's within his price range and he can enhance the squad then you know uh, quite clearly he would want to go for him Robert a Brazilian midfielder um, this would be a bit left field but it could be adventurous for Rangers John what do you think if they at the moment, it's speculation, but it, it yeah. is beginning to hit the, well, uh, the it, socials now. It's reported yeah. it's eight point five million. I, I don't know whether we don't know whether Morelos mm-hmm. will go before the window. There's there's talk about Ryan Kent as well, um, but I don't think I don't think he'll, um, Ryan Kent will go. I think maybe Morelos is one that with recent events. Uh, uh, that might decide whether mm-hmm. Rangers then go in for Evander. They're talking eight point five million for Evander if if they do get him over the line. But uh, no, it's like everything else. Um, I, I think Rangers will want to add some quality mm-hmm. to the quality they already have if they could get him. He's, he's a good signing because there's forty million coming in for from the Champions League. Absolutely. Yeah, Robert. He's only twenty four. You've been checking him out. Have you seen some of his Sorry, play? Just on, just on what Stephen and, and, and John were saying there. Um, I don't see Morelos personally going. I think there's been some, um, especially after we qualified in Eindhoven, he put a post on, you know, this is my team and mm-hmm. it seemed quite defiant, quite determined. That I think there's still a, um, you know, a couple of yards in Morelos to come in this mm-hmm. season and, and play a part. Sakala, however, tonight's a big night for him. If he doesn't yeah. go on the part tonight, he's out the door, certainly. I think um, you'd be right on that one. See on Morelos... Robert, are you not a bit mad at him? You're not fed up that he missed Champions League qualifiers last year. He's missed it this year and, and good Rangers are in and he's got a redemption day. It's down to him, isn't it? He needs to get himself fit, get himself in shape. As my mum used to say to me, <laughs> I'm not mad, I'm disappointed. Oh. Um, that was always a, a sore one to take, but <laughs> I, I think the guy's been yeah. phenomenal yeah. since he came through the door and I wouldn't want to... Um, sort of slam him on live radio that's for sure but I think he's, if he gets his head down knuckles down and he's got a challenge now hasn't he the boy Cholak looks electric mm. uh, he's, a, he's a as John would know a penalty box striker yeah. um, if a chance comes to him he's putting it away so I, I said last week for the first time in five years I said, challenge. Rob, sorry, I, I, sorry, mate. I said this uh, on this show last week. I, I said that uh, I think that Morello still has a plot, part to play. Mm-hmm. Um, managers and players, it, it, was, it was very public, wasn't it? It came out and it was almost like uh, GVB w- was sending a message to, to Morello to say, look, I'm going to make this public, so I'm going to put it back in your court. You have to act accordingly. You know, you have to be fit to get in my team and he didn't have to make it public but I think there was a, maybe a reason behind that um, 
because you, you, you wanted to almost give um, Morelos a boot up the, the backside and mm-hmm. get, get him thinking about his future and where he really wants to be. And I think, you know, going into the Champions League, the league is gonna is gonna be another great uh, another great battle this season, Celtic and Rangers, and I think you're gonna need Morelos. You know, he's a, he's a quality centre forward, um, and w- with recent events, I also think as well, whoever was gonna come in and potentially buy him, you know, the the, the all the attention and yeah. un- needed attention, negativity in the last couple of weeks, that fee would. Clubs would try and nick him. Mm-hmm. You know what? If, if Rangers were thinking 14, 15 million, clubs would just put a little nibble in and say, Can we have him for eight or nine? So, because of what's happened, they'll talk about his attitude and, and, and everything else. And so, I, I said on this show, I still believe that Morelos yeah, um, you've has a part him. to play. Yeah. yeah, you think he can come back. Stephen, he needs games as well, though, to get yeah, he fit. He does. does. Do you know what? It's also the first time uh, since he's been at Rangers he's really had a challenge that number nine position you know any other time he's had a fallout or he's been laid back from international duty or uh, I know a few years ago at Hearts uh, in the Scottish Cup he turned up late and Stephen Gerrard didn't play him but Gerrard knew he didn't really have Mm. a similar type of player or someone who was scoring goals Mm. and and could lead the line which Kmart Roof did well but it was the injury injury you know but trying to keep himself fit so Robert this is the first time that Morelos I wouldn't say hasn't been missed but, you know, nobody spoke about him after the Champions League because Rangers qualified. Cholak got the goal. If there was a way for it to play out for Giovanni van Bronckhurst to try and convince Morelos that he has to, he has to change, it worked out perfectly for him because they go through the Champions League, his direct rival scores, and now, as John says, the ball is in his court to go and show that he wants to get fit, he wants to be ready, and he wants to come back and play because I don't think he would be an automatic choice to start because of Cholak's form which is a great position to be in as a manager Robert what's your nearest airport are you going to be going to some of the games are you off to Amsterdam next week <laughs> can I tell you I've got time a wee story I broke my leg um, start of July literally four weeks before my wedding um, I, get mar- I get married in Cyprus at the start of August so um, I'm literally um, sort of I'm hobbling about the house I would love to be at some of the Champions League games but I'll tell you now the only one that looks viable is probably Ajax at home due to my recovery time. Um, as for local airports, I'm about two miles away from Doncaster Sheffield Airport, would actually work. Uh-huh. Um, so um, <laughs> well, I'll definitely be making an appearance at Ibrox at some stage, hopefully sooner rather than later. <laughs> Can I just touch on one wee thing before I go? go John hit the nail on the head. He says, Morelos needs to figure out you know, where he wants to be. Mm. Where else is there to be? You've got all firm games on the horizon, the Champions League. Do you want to go to some... No, no disrespect, but European backwater, like hmm. Turkey or Greece yeah, or somewhere, yeah, and, sure. and and play where nobody's going to give you that adoration you're going to get, uh, you know, in front of fifty thousand Irish. So I think Morelos knows it's not going to get any better than this. It really isn't. He? So he needs to knuckle down and get yourself fit for these group games and hopefully come in and play some part. Ironic that it was also 100%. Peter Grant, another Celtic great of the past, who said this a couple of months ago, and he got a stick for it. And he said Morelos is not respecting Rangers. He said Rangers is a massive club. And he won't get that atmosphere anywhere else. I think the problem has been with Morelos is even under Gerard, he was sent off. Was it was it five times in one season? So people questioned the disciplinarian, mm-hmm. uh, his cards and everything else. But he seemed to clean up his act, yeah. and he never got a sending off then for yeah. God knows how, how many games. But now you know to come back and fit. Uh, the same happened with Lee Griffiths in there at Celtic, yeah. and almost finished. The, it, you know, sure. finished Lee Griffiths' career at Celtic. But you've, you at this level. Mm. If you're not fit, there's, there's something sure. wrong. 
you've got to be fit you can hear how the Rangers fans love him though listen to Robert it's talking great sense and he said yeah. a summer he'll never forget leg break and then the <laughs> wedding <laughs> and then your team's qualified for the Champions League but you're not going to make it to Amsterdam or Napoli that would have been brilliant wouldn't it Robert Napoli over to I don't think I'd have got to Amsterdam with two legs and one <laughs> <laughs> she's no daft and um, the Morales thing well yeah. look sorry it, Yep. Robert, see, just on the Evander one, you know, Rangers midfield is probably as strong as it's ever been, or not yep. ever been, but certainly for a number of years. Mm. You know, his options now are as good as they've been. And Evander wants to play in that number 10 role and in behind. Malik Tillman's been terrific. You know, for someone so young and the potential that young man has moving forward, you then get young Alex Lowry, who's in the background. Yes, he's out injured mm. after a, a shock and tackle against Dumbarton last week in the. Um, in one of the cup competitions so the fact that you still have him to come in as well does that maybe just block the pathway for some of the younger ones? Well listen I've been saying this to my pals for the last uh, maybe six, seven, eight weeks that people are putting online saying we need this we need that but you've got a centre back in King obviously Lowry get out of the injury and yeah. that's you know, tragic but before that he could step in for me no bother at all he showed that a couple of times last season mm -hmm. and even pre-season I think McCann's got something to offer so tonight I think you'll see a bit of Adam Devine which will be nice um, yeah. mm -hmm. I think, like you say, we are maybe top heavy in midfield. I'd like to see linked with a couple of strikers, but I, don't, I can't pull any names out that have been linked with in the forward line. So, a um, couple of days left, we'll wait and see. You know what it's like sometimes, mad scramble at 10 to 11 and, and, uh, before deadline. So, yeah. um, no, I look forward Great. to it. Um, thanks for having me on, guys. I really enjoyed but it. Hopefully, I'll speak to you again. Robert, soon. and before you go, what's your scoreline on Saturday? What do you think? Oh, oh Paul, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Robbie been doing uh, really well up to now, but Robbie, Robbie, Robbie been doing really well up to now. So what, what's your what's your prediction? <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to go two one Rangers. Obviously, uh, I think it'll be a real ding dong battle. One in the midfield, a lot of yellow cards, mm -hmm. um, but no two one Rangers. Well, get the great coverage on Sky as well, but you can turn it down a bit because I'm going to reveal now John Hartson, Barry Ferguson, live here on Go Radio on Saturday. Cheers, Robert. Speak to you soon. Cheers, pal. Bye Cheers, bye. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Big games here in Glasgow tonight. Partick Thistle against Arbroath and at Ibrooks, Rangers against Queen of the South. Of course, it's the Premier Sports Cup Tonight, and an Athletic also against Aberdeen, Dundee against Falkirk. Then tomorrow night, Hearts against Kilmarnock, Livingston, Dundee United, Motherwell, Inverness, Cali Thistle, and Ross County against the Holders, Celtic. So that news today, Jack Ross departs from Dundee United. I think you can't help but feel sorry just looking at you, Stephen Cragen, for yeah. Sunday after seven games. Yeah, it's, it'll, be, it'll be hurtful for Jack because he probably felt hard done by leaving Hibs. Mm -hmm. You know, they had a cup final in the horizon. Yes, he'd have cut the bad results prior to that. And I still think if Jack had been in charge last season, Hibs would have finished the top six. Yeah. You know, they weren't that far off. And he still had plenty of time to recover the situation he was in. So then when you get yourself another job, Paul, and you come in and you're given seven weeks, or sorry, seven games, ten weeks, it'll be soul destroying. You know, for a manager to feel that low. And, you know, I, I was having a look. He, he kept Alawa up. He then kept St. Mirren up when mm. it looked as if they were down. He then got them promoted. He went to Sunderland and took them to a playoff final. Yeah from a club that was really disjointed mm. and then he's came to Hibs got the two cup finals and got third in the, in, in the table lost his job went to Dundee United and all people will remember Jack for now is that 9-0 defeat unfortunately that'll be in people's memory for short and mid-term and it's now up to Jack to see what he wants to do but I can imagine just now he'll be thinking football management can go and stick I've had enough of it I don't want it anymore mm. but as time goes on and he starts to heal a little bit emotionally I'm sure they want back in at some stage. And obviously, inevitably, 
the, it turns to who's going to take over at Dundee United. Uh, Kevin Thompson's name's come up a few times. He did really well at Kelty Hearts, um, not managing at the moment. Trying to think who else it might be. John, well, yeah, any thoughts? I, I, I think a young aspiring manager. There's, there's, you know, there's quite a few out there. Will they go down south? Will, will they go after a manager that's already in a job? That will maybe cost them a little bit more because then they'd have to buy that that manager out of his current job and everything else. So um, I'm not too sure whether they have anybody lined up, to be honest, because it's, it's so sudden. You wouldn't imagine, would you, really? Unless they've got together yeah. over the weekend. 70 days. You know, they've earmarked yep. somebody, um, but we're going to know in the next few days. OK, we'll keep well, up I think today. two of the names that's come out is Michael O'Neill and Duncan Ferguson are two names coming from supporters and they have an allegiance with Dundee United. Now, whether they would want to come up, whether the finances would be right, whether they feel as if the playing squad is where they want it to be, because you've got limited time, you might not get any time because you come in after the window shut. Yep. So it may just close you down a little bit. And with Dundee United having such a big wage bill, only going by the accounts, it's not. I'm not making it up, going by the accounts that's come out over the past few years, having to pay Jack Ross off, that could limit the, the spending even more, Paul, for a new manager. So... Could it possibly be that Liam Fox would be the one that would step up and be the manager? Give him it maybe until until the next window mm-hmm. to see how it goes because he's on he's on the wage mm-hmm. bill anyway. Would, yeah. would Charlie McGrew throw McGrew throw his name? Would he in step there? up? Has he done his coaching? Lots of experience. Yeah, has he been on any of the coaching well, courses? I, I just you? think if you've never been in coaching at any stage, it's very difficult to take over a job. You know, when you're still yeah. getting to get a bit of playing behind you at a club who are needing to respond and needing to bounce back it would be a big risk it would be, it'd be, it'd be a bigger risk uh-huh. yeah, it would be a bigger risk Charlie. for Charlie Mulgrew as a manager than it would be for Liam Fox Jeremy's on the socials already at Go Football Show and he's saying Stephen Cragen I like the sound of that Duncan Ferguson now I think he was on a couple of million a year at Everton he's not there now he's on nothing at the minute uh, indeed <laughs> Do you know and, and Michael O'Neill was also it was a million wasn't yeah. it a year at well, was well, Northern Ireland contract. certainly yeah, was. Sure. but two great names what about Duncan Ferguson I mean we remember him playing there yeah. before he went to well, Rangers he's been in charge of Everton a few times uh, nothing else has come up down in England for him at this moment in time and if you aspire to be a manager you can't always decide what level you go in at you can't say well I'll go championship or, uh, sometimes you've got to take an opportunity that comes up for you and it floats your boat he's got a presence I mean, there was rumours coming out about the Dundee United players being unhappy. There was a little bit of unrest. He's the kind of figure that commands respect and would go in and has a presence about him that could automatically just bring people down a little bit. So if he aspires to be a manager, which he clearly does, Duncan Ferguson, sometimes a job comes up and you think, should have, shouldn't have. But Dundee United certainly is one that you know he has an allegiance with. Johnny well, was some striker, wasn't he? Oh, fantastic. Really good. Probably probably should have played a few more games. Yeah. He was great in the ground as well, wasn't he? Yeah, wasn't you know, he? he had a lot of injuries, yeah. didn't he? Uh, if you look at his Premier League games... Uh, for Everton but yep. incredibly in the air unplayable and Newcastle as well <laughs> I used to try and mark it from set pieces did you yeah whenever uh-huh. we used to go there West Ham it was yeah. um, Dave Watson waggy at the back mm-hmm. and it was uh, Ratcliffe yeah. and then you had uh, Big Dunk up front I remember Harry Redknapp saying to me once pick up Big Dunk I think David Unsworth for West Ham we, uh, he'd gone off and I just think oh. I think he beat me he, he, he was about 6 foot 6 yeah and he jumps 12 feet mm-hmm. yeah. and if you let him get a run on you then he's going to beat anybody you know in the air but is, is this fantasy land for Dundee United could you imagine if Duncan Ferguson returned to the city of discovery as manager I don't think it is no? Paul Okay, because if you think as a club you know what would unite everybody what would bring people together mm-hmm. and give them a little bit of a buzz Duncan Ferguson would, so ask the question yeah. yep. you know what before asking the question he says not for me but would, would Duncan be put off by what's happened to Jack Ross though 
Because I'm sure Jack Ross went in there, brought in quite a few players, you know, a couple from the championship, including Stephen Fletcher. He's probably thinking, well, Stephen's not hit the ground running, but there's more to come from him. And I've now lost my job after yeah. seven games. Does that put off a potential manager who wants to come? And do they look at it and go, well, I have time. Well, will it, will it be promised time? There is no promised time. It's a results-based sure. business. I'm not sure he would bother. Well, that's I, your time. Your time is winning games. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And they've got you, some good players. If you believe in what you yeah. do as a manager and how you speak and how you want your team to play and what you expect from players, mm. then you think I can change that. All managers, even irretrievable situations, coaches and managers somehow have a belief, I can yeah. turn that around. I can change that. I can fix that. And if Duncan believes that with all the coaching experience he's had and the managers he's worked with uh, and his people skills and his presence, they think, well, go on then. Go and show us what you've got. That's a great shout. Are you with him? James McFadden, yeah. He's so busy on every know you know, each other TV channel Dundee. ever. And what about Michael O'Neill? Again, yeah. I mean, a former, he's a great player at Hebs and at Dundee United. Um, he's a terrific manager in Northern Ireland. We're sorry, you've, I mean, you've, he managed you, yeah. didn't he? No, yeah. no, no. Or did you no. just miss him? Right. I'd missed him. You're slightly older than I was thinking. Yeah. But <laughs> what about Michael O'Neill? Well, I just think because he has just come out of a job, you know, literally last week, mm. he'll take a little bit of time to weigh up his options. I think Michael, at some stage in his career, would probably have liked to go back into international football at some stage, mm. you know, whether that would be something in the future. But I don't think Michael would jump at an opportunity that comes up. He wouldn't need to at this moment in time. I just think his stature and his management career up to this point would get him another job further in the line. Still right. based in Scotland, though, isn't he? As I understand it, I think he is still yeah, based here. Yeah. Well, these are good well, he names. Has a home in Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah. sure. Home in Edinburgh. Haven't you all, John? You've probably got a few. Well, you do live <laughs> near. You get on okay in you the Edinburgh area. Michael, you, are you all right in the Edinburgh? I worry about you through in the East there. But <laughs> I, love, I love it. You're loving it. Yeah, yeah, it's great, isn't it? The road out back to Glasgow. I get a bit of peace, Paul. Believe it or not, I can imagine. Yeah, you didn't get peace the other night. I was speaking to Jim White uh, yeah. and Mark Guidi. You had a brilliant night the other night and well, raised. You handed over a cheque for over for fifty thousand pounds, I believe. Yeah, thereabouts to Glasgow Children's Hospital charity. Yeah, but we couldn't do it without the you know the the people's support. You know, I I, I can't do it on my own. I'll go up there and uh, it's standard for me just to be up there and 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 to use my platform, my profile to raise money. But it's it's the genuine. It's the public, our supporters who raise the money, who, who, who pay for the tickets, who put money towards the auction and then we can build these checks up and we can give a lovely donation out because everything we raise, we give away. You know, that's, you must that's be proud, John. Very proud, extremely yeah. proud because I've always said it, you know, handing over a check for £50,000 to a children's hospital, is it's better, it's a better feeling for me than scoring any goal in any stadium around the world. Just to think that I'm helping so many young children and, and what the work that the Glasgow Children's Hospital do, you know, there can't be anything worse in life than having a sick child. You know, parents, they stay there, they, they sleep there. And it's, it's incredible the work mm. that these nurses, paramedics, the whole team, the cancer unit, you know, the wards. What these people do is, is absolutely remarkable. I can't think of a fitting, more fitting donation than to uh, support the Glasgow children. So previously, yeah. York Hill, of course. Of course. Well done, John. And lots of our team here were out uh, off the beats and track on Sunday. Glasgow turned yellow and they were raising thousands of pounds for the great work at Beetson Cancer Charity, which affects and touches so many families and so many children and adults. So listen, well done, everyone, getting behind all of that. We were talking there about Dundee United. If you're just tuning in, Jack Ross was sacked today. Uh, Scott Parker 
departed as well after a nine-goal defeat to Liverpool. He was at Bournemouth, of course. But Jack Ross, um, first-class manager, but it's not for him at Dundee United. Who's going to take over? Um, one more piece on this. Ange Postacoglu spoke about the pressures of football management at uh, such a high level. This was him speaking this afternoon. As I said, I think it's the nature of football in, in the current climate and I don't see it changing because there's such a, I guess, <clears throat> a real visceral response to things these days because there are so many opinions and so much um, external pressures and you know scrutiny on everything that happens um, you know I've said in the past when I first started managing you could wait till Monday's papers before the you know the pressure started but nowadays it's you know the full-time whistle is there's already you know, stuff happening so it's just the world we live in and, and like I said it seems that most people when they're looking for some sort of correction uh, feel that change is the best way to go so um you know that's that's kind of um the nature of of the roles we're in i guess and uh, and like i said i think every manager understands it Stephen, yeah i have to say he's put it perfectly he really has you know he's touched on the social media side where years ago you know football managers and players had to wait until a sunday morning or a or a monday morning to read the newspapers to see what people thought of you or to see how you know much you're going to be criticized now it's done in game it's done minute by minute, which adds an extra layer of pressure. And all football clubs, you know, directors and chairmen and owners, sporting directors, they will be on social media. So they will be absolutely aware of the discontent amongst your support. Whether they think it's a majority or a minority, mm. it still affects people, Paul. It still has that impact on people. You know, and I think Ange Postacoglu is absolutely spot on. You know, it, it's such a difficult business to work in. Time is earned through winning games of football. And it, sometimes it, it's it's to the detriment of the style of play because managers just think, I have to win. I have to find a way to win. And sometimes they don't get the chance to flourish. You don't get a chance to build anything, to grow anything. I mean, I'm sure plenty of managers would love to be sitting in Ange Postacoglu's shoes and have the money in the job he has. Of course, more money to spend, higher expectation, higher pressure. That's the way it goes. But it's... Uh, it's a difficult job. We're not even four weeks into the league season and two managers out of the 12 have gone. Um, Graham Alexander at Motherwell on the eve of the season and today Jack Ross. And at the bottom, Dundee United on one point and that's probably why. Ross County on three alongside St. Johnson. So for Callum Davidson and uh, who do you think Mark would be the, Just look at If you've got the league okay. table in front, who do you think who do you think's the longest serving top flight manager? Um, looking at the table, when I look at it, well, Michael Mackay has been for Callum Davidson. I'm thinking Hebs Levy, David Martin. No, it's Callum Davidson. As I go up, uh, Callum Davidson. I think it's Callum Davidson. Is it? I think you're right because Robbie Nielsen was. Uh, Robbie came in afterwards, just yep. after. Yeah, which that's a good point. Yeah. yeah, you know. What's he been in charge, Callum? Two seasons? Davey Martindale must mm. be up there now as well. Uh, yeah, but he came in in kind of a uh, couple of months into two seasons ago. Yeah, Indeed. so it will be Callum yeah. Davidson. Yeah. But Callum as well must be saying, what can I do? Can I get a tune out of this team? But listen, see at the other end of the table, there's so much happening here, isn't there? In Glasgow, Champions League coming. It's the first time we've heard both of you on since we heard the draw. We want to talk about that in a minute or two. I've got a question in about Celtic and how they'll approach the game on Saturday and also with Robert great call from uh, down south and he was talking about Cholak so too was his manager after his double the brace they used to call it uh, on Saturday well very pleased I mean he's uh, giving us goals not only goals but also his his performance is really good and uh, I'm really happy as I said before you know the start he uh, he has uh, uh, with Rangers is fantastic so uh, now he needs to keep going so we'll talk about how Rangers will uh, line up be interesting to see the last time they were there in February we know the story so Rangers won't want that to happen again 
on Saturday. Right, here's a question from Chris, a Celtic fan in Deniston. He's been on the socials at Go Football Show. He says, Hi John, Stephen, Abada or Maeda for Celtic on Saturday? And should Gikamakis start before Kyogo? He says Celtic seem to handle Rangers better with Gikamakis in the squad last season. John, what would you say first of all, Kyogo or Gikamakis? Listen, I, I'd be, I'd be slightly. I know it's Ange's prerogative mm. who he picks. You know, he the buck stops with the manager. Sure. Doesn't get many things wrong. Um, I think I'd, I'd be, I'd be pretty shocked if he changed any of the starting eleven. I think the midfield will be O'Reilly, McGregor, Hitati. Mm-hmm. I think Jota, Abada, Kyogo. Why change? They just won nine nil. I know you can bring you can bring Jakamakis on, you know, doing the game. You can bring Maeda on. You can bring Jens. You can change it. I think I think yep. Starfelt got cut the games behind him now. Uh, back to the, you know, the the, the yep. normal back four, if you like, Juranovic, Starfelt, Carter Vickers. But again, <laughs> nothing surprises me because you could quite easily see Jakamakis starting the game. But yep. on on the back of a scintillating display. Um, I, I just don't see Ange changing the starting eleven. I think you'll be look, look at the way that they played. Yeah. They were just absolutely all uh, over the place. Dundee United just could not cope. Mm. It was like as if Dundee United were playing against twenty men. Mm. They couldn't get the ball. Said they were creating chance after chance. They were clinical. You know, Kyogo's goals were just frightening in terms of mm. technical ability. Um, and then Abada goes and gets a hat-trick as well two players on the same day getting a hat-trick what about Abada's performance? oh unbelievable just class finishing mm. great and just just doing what we've seen him doing his numbers have been incredible and at the minute they're, they're playing at the very very top end of their football and says famous quote we got to play our football and that's Celtic on Sunday they're showing that you know playing their football and if they do, if they play very much like that and start the game, you know, in that in that sort of same fashion, Rangers will have it all to do at the weekend to, to get anything at Celtic. Park. Stephen, what about Celtic's lineup well, first of all for Chris? Just looking at Abara, when you think about the goals he's scored in all firm games at Celtic Park when he's got inside Borna Barisic, who's been sleeping at the back post. So you just wonder, does that play in the manager's mind thinking he's been here before? He knows where to get the goals. And you look at his three goals, his three goals from the weekend came from the same area. How often do you see full-backs? They close their shoulders, they switch off the play and wide players, if you've got that goal instinct in you, you get inside people. You get in, you gamble. That's always what you tell a young player if they're playing two wingers. If the ball's coming down the other side, you come in at the back post and be a second centre forward. See if you can get inside your full-back and get goals. Jota got a goal from the weekend there. Abada got three goals from that area of the pitch. Yeah. So that instinct, I just wonder, he's got probably more of a goal-scoring instinct than what Maida has. and probably got more goals than what Maida will get. So you just wonder, could that be an instinct? And however, you know, when big games have came around, he loves the energy and the running power that Maida brings, potentially not playing the counter-attack, but if you have to break from deep, he quite likes that. If you were Rangers, who would you rather see play up front? I think, think? They, I think they'd rather see Maida. Just Why? because Abada has a, a more goal-scoring instinct in him, you know, and he's causing problems before, and he's got goals at that back post against Barisic before. So then suddenly does it start upsetting Barisic a little bit, thinking you know he's been here before, and you know, so it just it's all mind games. Borna Barisic's career went into reverse for a while, didn't mm-hmm. it? But there's signs that he's back yep. and helped Rangers to get to Champions League. Uh, John, uh, could anyone have stood up to Celtic at the weekend? Right, we know Dundee United 
right bottom of the table. Looking at it, how would Rangers have fared against it? Clearly, it's not. It's not going to be nine, was it? On the but, weekend. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, that performance at the weekend when yeah. Celtic scored nine. How can you measure that? Given that Dundee United are the bottom club at the moment. Uh, how can you measure it? They could have done that to a few other teams um, uh, on the weekend. Um, maybe when Jack Ross looks at the tapes, he, he, he'll obviously look at you know Dundee United's defence and think, well, we could have stopped that ball coming into the front. Defenders got to do more to stop the cross. We didn't really have to give a corner away in that instance. Um, Maeda's got too much time to turn, and although it was a brilliant pass when he slid, um, when he slid a barder in for a barder's goal, um, how do you stop it? I think you have to defend better. But you know, a lot of teams would have looked at that performance from Celtic, and they have hit top gear very, very early on. Now, what Angel want? He'll want to repeat of that performance. He'll want to repeat of the of the hard work, the high intensity. Um, players getting back, defending, fullbacks getting forward, because that's what he demands. He doesn't. He won't say for a second or think for a second. The Celtic manager, right? We've hit our top gear on on the weekend. There's got. There's going to be a little drop off. No way. He wants to be up at that particular level where they were, and any team, and I mean any team would have struggled. Yes, it wouldn't have been nine. No. But to stop Celtic, that steamrolling of Celtic at the weekend would have been difficult for any team. Well, Rangers come across the city and they had a four-goal victory. As we know at the weekend, we haven't even mentioned that yet, although 10-man for much of the game. We spoke about it last night in our new feature. We'll talk about that and more just after this. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go, go! Hope you're well. We're in the company of John Hartz and Stephen Craig and Paul Cooney. Thanks for all your calls and thanks for making the switch. We start at five every night, Monday to Friday. Stephen, some news coming in and it's not good news for Hartz and for Northern Ireland. Liam yeah. Boyce stretched it off at the weekend, cruciate injury, and he's out for the rest of the season. Which is a huge blow. Yep. You know, first of all, it's a huge blow for Liam himself. I think he's had a cruciate injury before. So he knows what it takes mentally to get back from it. I think he tweeted something today, like I'll be back, I'll be back sooner than you think. Good. Kind of uh, that was the message he came out. So, but also then you think of the big season ahead, of the big few weeks mm. ahead for Hearts and Europe, uh, Europa Conference group stage football. Liam would have loved to have played. Now he scored at the weekend. Mm. I don't think Hearts have a striker like him. I just think his link-up play and his build-up play it will probably force Hearts now to go into the market and get another striker within the next two and a half days. When you think that Craig Halkett's out, I think Kai, Kai Rolls is out injured. Um, Benny Beningamy is another one. So, yeah. just in such a busy period coming up, Robbie Nielsen may just need to go and add another two or three players. But it's it's a big blow for Liam Boyce and a big blow for Hearts. John, he's a smashing striker, isn't he? He is a lively striker, makes great runs, good finisher when he gets in. Uh, they signed Shankland as well, didn't they? So Shankland yeah. proved mm. a few years ago at uh, Dundee United what a good goal scorer. He can be. Uh, they've also got young. Um, they've also got Mackay as well, who can play through the middle. But I, I agree with um, with Stephen. I, I think um, they'd have to try and bring in an emergency striker from somewhere. 
For Rangers, GVB um, has been speaking ahead of the game tonight. Um, that should be a foregone conclusion, Stephen. Nothing to worry about. Is he, no. is, is he going to? He will refresh it tonight, won't he? Well, it's funny. I was I was thinking about it, and, and yeah, you know, he probably will because I look at when they played Annan last year away in the Scottish Cup. He made you know wholesale changes. You'd imagine the likes of Yilmaz will need to get a game at some stage. Leon King, people have spoke about mm-hmm. Stephen Davis, Ryan Jack, Alan McGregor. You think would play Matondo? Adam Devine, Sakala, Arfield, right? So mm-hmm. it's not a bad team to be putting yeah. out. Because then you've got to look ahead and think you've got uh, Napoli and Liverpool. And you've got big games around the corner. However, Paul, between now and the international break, I think Rangers have six games in 19 days. From tomorrow, Celtic will have six games in 18 days. But a lot of Rangers players don't have international breaks to go and play on. Or sorry, international teams that they're going to play on. The likes of Lundstrom and Ryan, ja- uh, uh, Ryan Kent, Kent. Yeah. Uh, Connor Golson, James mm-hmm. Tavernier, Scott Arfield. Scott Wright, they don't play international football. So you wonder, he might make a few changes, but he might think, do you know what? They've got a break in a few weeks' time. I still think he'll make some sort of rotational change. How many he makes, I don't know. But Queen of the South have had a tough start in League One. I think it's in the eighth out of ten in League One. So I think no matter what team Rangers put out tonight, will be enough to win the game. For Rangers, do you see business in the next three days, Stephen, first of all? Transfer? Uh, I would be surprised. Mm. However, sometimes someone becomes available from because something moves somewhere else or maybe someone realises they're not going to play in a first team it could be a loan coming in you know that was the thing this season about um, Giovanni van Bronckhurst he wanted permanent signings or players that he could possibly sign in a permanent deal involved in the contract when they brought them in so uh, a loan signing possibly could be one another striker would be the other one you know just because you look at Kimar Roof we've spoken previously about his injury issues mm-hmm. Alfredo Morelos How's he going to be? How's he going to react? How's he going to respond? Mm-hmm. Is he going to be reliable enough? He has been in the past, but sometimes you don't know how people are going to react. So to go with one out and out striker that you can trust at this moment in time is a big risk with so many games to play between now mm-hmm. and Christmas. Of course, Cholak doesn't play international football either. I don't think he's no. played. He hasn't played. Certainly, only three he's caps three in his caps, career. Yeah, that's all, which is yep. not an awful lot. So, but he'd love he, more, and that's he, he said. That's partly why he came to Rangers. Well, yeah. well, he's certainly doing the right thing. Seven yep. and seven. So I would imagine a striker. One more striker would be if Giovanni van Bronckhorst had one wish, I think it'd be another striker. And we know the chat about Evander, the Brazilian a yep. midfielder, 24 years old. We'll keep you up to date with that. John, do you see Rangers making a purchase? We thought about a month ago that Morelos, before the trouble, was going to re-sign a longer contract. Mm. He's out of contract at the end of the season. And also Ryan Kent, but it's gone quiet. Okay, we've spoken about Morelos. What about Ryan Kent? I'm not too sure whether Rangers can afford to let Kent go unless they may be different players or Evander and Kent um, because they, they're fighting on so many fronts, aren't they? You know, they, they want to try and reclaim the league title. They want to do well in the Champions League as difficult as the group looks. Same as Celtic. Um, you know, and there's two cups to play for and, you know, Giovanni Van Bronckers won't want to lose his best players and Ryan Kent comes into that category. So, you know, all of a sudden, if Morelos, one year left on his current deal, what are they going to get for him in six months? Nothing. You've well, got, Kent's the same. You, Kent's the same. The two are on their contract. Both, they're both, uh, in January, they'll, they can, they're allowed to talk to clubs. Yeah. You know, they can go. They can go for nothing, basically. So I think um, the longer it goes, John, sometimes, not saying mm. these two, but it can become a distraction. Mm. Because suddenly they've been linked with everyone. This club's after them. They can sign here in January. They can sign. And suddenly then that takes away from what you're trying yeah. to do within your team. So ideally the management want both of them signed and mm. you know sealed if they possibly could. The Morello situation may have changed slightly because of what happened. Mm. And Rangers may hold the power now 
where previously he's held the power. Maybe, I don't know, maybe slightly. Or there's a contract waiting for him. And they can offer them more money now as well because of the finances they got from the Champions League. But they might not if, want to in yeah. Morel's case, his yeah, if, case if, is if weaker. They, if they yeah. are maybe holding out sure. for, a, for a deal elsewhere, mm. thinking they can go fill their boots because they've got a year left and go on the, old, the, the Bosman type rule and leave for nothing... Then now all of a sudden Rangers can go like Goldson. They've off, they've obviously looked at him and give him a new deal, which has made it satisfactory for Colin uh, for uh, for Goldson. Um, so for me, you know, the, the, there's more money in the pot now, isn't there, to, go on. to maybe entice him to sign? Can we ask you a question? You played at Arsenal, West Ham, Celtic, you know, massive clubs. How important was your agent? Are agents good? There's so much chat about agents in the game, and some people are really against them. What was your experience with your agent or agents? I think agents are running the game now. And I think they've run the game for a long time. Is that a bad thing? Um, well, it can be good for the player. It can be a bad thing for chairman and, and, and yeah. people like that. Um, we listen to Simon Jordan talk about agents or he can't stand <laughs> agents. They well, he just hold, thinks too much power has well, gone. Well, they can hold clubs to ransom, yeah. basically. Um, and agents now will will throw things around, they put things in the paper about this club is interested and we saw it a little bit from Ivanovic at the start of the season, mm. didn't we, where maybe unsettling, you know, the lad who's been in the club five minutes mm. and he's had a great season, like, you know, winning the championship, really pivotal to Celtic at yep. right back, you know, the way he gets up up the pitch. Um, so I, I think agents are good in, in, in so many ways. I think they can put you mm. out there. I think they can get deals, good deals for players. And, and players want to finish, you know, financially secure. And it's um, a short career, I know it, but the players at the top. Yeah, that's what agents sure. think of. I don't care yeah. what anyone says. Yeah. The money. You know, you know yeah. they can tell players, we're doing the best for you, we think this is best. They're clearly doing it for the money, for the coin to get the best themselves. Because if an agent gets a, a player a big move, suddenly then you get three or four other players thinking, mm. well, he gets them a move, I, I want to go to him. Yeah. So that's how he builds a rapport and that's how he builds his finances up. So, you know, that's the way it goes. But, you know, when you look at someone like Ryan Kent, and I think it was the question of John yeah. about Ryan Kent's then, mm. you know, Conor Goldsmith had it last year in the Europa League run. I remember we looking at him looking at him after the Leipzig game and he was standing and people thought he was looking around the stadium and thinking that was him, he was leaving. Mm. I think he was just looking and thinking, how can I leave this? Mm. You know, where else do you get the adulation and the support and the passion? And Celtic are the same. The two clubs are very similar with how they, they love their players and the, the noise and the travel and everything. You don't get that anywhere else. You don't get that atmosphere that Rangers had last year or what Celtic will get against Real Madrid. You won't get that down in England on a big Champions League night. Liverpool possibly is the other one. I don't think you, they bring that level of noise and passion and drive Steve, and support. Steve doesn't feed the bank though, does it? You, yeah, look, at, you, but, look, at, you look at um, Arebo last season, played in the Europa League final. A hero at Rangers, you know, really good player, always did very well against Celtic, you know, an unpredictable type of player, you know, long, leggy, but always got in one foul. John's and, moving about if you're oh, not watching he was, this. He on. was a nuisance, <laughs> but I really liked him. Yep. I thought he was so effective. No disrespect to Southampton, Southampton will probably finish bottom. He's gone and probably got six times more money than what Rangers were going to pay him. Um, he's secure in his future but he won't have the days that he had last season the days at Dortmund no disrespect so they're not going to finish they might get Europa League 6th, 7th or whatever but they're not going to play in the Champions League look at Ryan Christie and Davy Proven was criticised for saying that why was he going that's a good example Will Celtic sign? We've just spoken about Rangers. Here's Ange Postacoglu. How's it going with the window? Um, yeah, there's there's a possibility. There's still things working on the background and, you know, both in terms of outgoings and incoming. So, you know, we may very well do nothing. We may well very do a couple of things. But, um, you know, there's, there's still, like I said, stuff going on in the background. And, um, you know, 
I guess we'll all find out in the next sort of 48 hours. Sead Haksabanovic is in. We see him on the back pages today, hoping to play against Rangers. Uh, to break into that team will take some doing. John, a minute left till the news. What do you think of Celtic going out? We're waiting to see if Mikey Johnson on loan or whatever, Ayeti. Yeah. Um, do you see someone coming in? Well, Ange just said there that they are working in the background. You know, they, they will have a, a, somebody now looking at recruitment. Ange will be busy. After training every day, the recruitment officers say, look, come on, we've just been offered this player. Agents will be trying to get Ange's number. Uh, they'll be trying to get John Kennedy's number. You You've know, got them. Yeah. <laughs> but they'll, they'll be on to them all the oh, time. double seven. And I, th- I think managers, you know, if, if there's a good player that they feel that can that can add to the group that they've got, they'll go and get it. Managers are never really contented. If there's something there and they feel they can they can bring, you know, they can add to the team, They'll want them. They'll go and see the chairman. And say, is it a little bit more for week? And it might depend on one or two leaving. You look at Yeti might go. He's been told he can leave. Mikey Johnson's been told he can leave. And sometimes it's more difficult, Paul, to get players out of the door than what it is to sign players. OK, we'll talk more in the next hour. It has flown in. We've got someone that you've asked to be back on this programme. He joined us a few months ago. He's back in the building and he's going to join us for part two after the news. Service your existing car with us right now. And it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available. So book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes motability and fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December. And breaking news. Stephen, you've got some news about Duncan Ferguson. You mentioned him in the first hour and you've been yeah. on with the, the Courier, yeah. uh, the voice of uh, well, that part of the country. What are they saying about Duncan Ferguson? Well, they're saying, uh, listen, it's not guaranteed, but they they're believe that Duncan Ferguson would be open to having conversations about Dundee United. You know, which would be a huge boost. You know, we spoke earlier about when they played AZ Alkmaar at home and they had a full house at Tannadice and the fans were really buoyant and vibrant for the season. Great result that night and it's not went well since. So when you want to bring everybody back together, Paul, sometimes a figurehead can do that. A presence, an ex-player, someone who the fans can relate to. Duncan Ferguson could be that man. I'm not saying he is going to take the job, but certainly if he's open for discussions, that tells you he wants to start his managerial career as soon as possible. John, a bit like yourself, he's box office. The big striker coming back to Dundee United where it all started for him. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I think it would be like a, a hero's welcome, you know, coming home type of thing. I know he played for Rangers as well when he when he was up here. Um, but Duncan Ferguson, he'd rattle a few feathers anyway, wouldn't he? I'm sure he, the, the players, you mm. get the players to, to do what he wants them to do. Um, but you know, it, it takes more than that. I think he'll need to show that he's, you know, he, he can, um, he's got a philosophy and he can, he can coach and he can manage. Uh, you look at the the managers he's he's been under at Everton. You know, the the likes of Ancelotti, Ancelotti and, yeah. and and Koeman and Allardyce yep. and, and and these other these other managers that that he's. Um, David Moyes, of mm. course, you know, so... And he did well, John, didn't he, when he was caretaker? Yeah, and he was yeah. happy to take that role, wasn't he? One today, he looked as if he, he was enjoying it, uh, and I'm sure he'd have took the job on if, if, if he'd have got the opportunity. So, 
Yeah, I think it'd be wonderful if Dundee United was to, was to get a coupe yep. like uh, like Duncan Ferguson. It'd be a great great deal for them. Well, just on that bit, the other point is is when you bring a manager in, you bring their contacts list. I'm not saying he's going to go to Ancelotti and ask can he bring in Benzema in loan, but you know further contacts and agents you work with. David Moyes with young players wanting out loan at West Ham. Sam Allardyce with his contacts, what he's got in the game. So you bring all that in. You don't just bring in, and you're not just stuck to Scottish football. You suddenly broaden your horizons worldwide, Paul. So he'd that, be a number that's one. a big pull. Yeah. He'd be a number one. Mm. So the buck stops with him. And you he's know. ready for it. If he left Everton as he yeah. did. He must want to be number one. Deli Alley, is it too late? Is he gone and long? He's, he's gone. gone. To Besiktas, he has, it? he's gone to Besiktas. You know who's with us now? Stephen Reside is back in. Stephen, great to see you. Welcome back to Go Radio. Thanks for having me back. It's, it's good to be back. Are you a bit of a curse though in managers? Because you were on going on about your beloved Motherwell and Graham Alexander left exactly a month ago and then Jack Ross today. Were you surprised about the Jack Ross news? Um yeah, because I don't think he's he's had long enough to get his feet under the table, really. Mm. Um, I mean, what, 10 weeks in the job, we were just saying off earlier. I mean, games, the, the buck's yeah. got to stop with the players at, at some point. I mean, he, he's obviously, well, not even at the end of the, the window yeah. in August. Um, I think they've got a great squad on, on paper. I, I would have probably given them a couple of more games. I mean, Celtic's a tough fight, so... They, they, they get yeah. done off easy Adelma. Yeah. I think particularly with Celtic, what do you do? Because the tempo they play at, the way they move the ball, it's so difficult. You sit off them, they're, going, they're probably going to pick you apart anyway. Um, and you've seen, you've seen the amount of goals that ended up tapping, so they've got that pace in behind with, with Kyogo and, and Abad at the weekend. Would you, have feared, would you have feared for your own team, for Motherwell, if you had been playing Celtic? in that form at the weekend <laughs> yeah you look at it I mean 9-0 against Dundee United we look at Dundee United squad on paper Dylan Levitt Charlie McGrew on the bench Tony yeah. Watt they've, they've got great players yeah. in that squad and I mean the gap's only going to get bigger now I hear people talking about how it's good that um, clubs are getting £200,000 I mean money like that is great tomorrow I think it's closer to 600 with what Celtic and Rangers being in there that's right it's it um, over half a million to each club because of Champions League but then you think yeah. about the money Celtic and Rangers are getting in comparison so the gap's just going to get wider and it's really scary I suppose the thing is Stephen the gap's never going to be closed no no I agree you know Rangers, agree. Uh, out with Rangers and Celtic no one's going to win the league anyway so it's almost just leave those two clubs to, yeah. to go on and take whatever finances if the rest of the clubs can be renumerated and get a little bit more money it may just help them improve their own situation never mind close the gap yeah absolutely and uh, don't get me wrong £600,000 thank you very much yeah. I'll take it and um, particularly as I think my own club are still in need of uh, a couple of players but I think Duncan Ferguson is a great shout he's someone who has been at the club he's someone that I was actually paying for to get the motherwood job before Stephen Hamill got to who's come yeah. in who's come in and done a, a really good job he's come in I love how he's changed it up we, we look like a football team now so, so it's good we're going to talk to you about that and Tony Watt is there any chance you'd bring him back to Motherwell because he's a fish out of water or is that unkind to him and why is he sitting on the touchline at the weekend along with Charlie Mulgrew and I know it's because they've been part of the games before but were you surprised that Tony Watt's not hit the heights at Dundee United I'm surprised he's not hit the heights but I'm not surprised that he was sitting on the bench because he's not done it he's not done it he's scored against us uh, which is inevitable when they move away from Motherwell yeah. that they're going to get a goal against us but um <laughs> And it wouldn't surprise me if he started on Saturday and scored, but, um, but no. Um, listen, Tony Watt, is, he's a great football player. Um, he's almost become more of a winger, even when he played with us more than a, a central striker when he was at Celtic. I think Tony Watt was a big part of the reason as to why Kevin Van Veen 
um, did so well for Motherwell in the first half of last season. You look how well he's done this season from we've been more expansive, got runners beyond him. That's something that Van Veen needs. So uh, back to Tony Watt, I think mm-hmm. um, maybe if he can get a new manager, um, I heard problems, rumours are issue with him and Jack Ross. I don't know how true that is, that's all smoke and mirrors, but... Um, he's too good a player to be sitting on the bench that's for sure well a happy Motherwell fan will talk about your uh, podcast and also you're in for an award as well well I'm entering entering um, uh, the, the voting system to be put forward for the award so excellent I I'm need, sure we can encourage John Hartson Stephen Craigan yeah, 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 to vote, vote. Yeah. great I need people to go on to the website it's adiffuscott.co.uk yeah. or they can go on to the Twitter which is adiffuscott as well and the tweet will be pinned there you go on there uh, you just click the link and enter your name and your email and submit the vote uh, the awards are on the 16th of November at the Mercure Hotel in Manchester so um, you'll be there quite we hope. Fancy a trip we to hope Manchester so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so and of course at the end of last season I, I watched the game I watched all the games coming in on the Saturday afternoon and you had the game with Livy and it was such an important game yeah, for you. It was Kilmarnock right yeah. at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, oh, yeah. the last season. Sorry, I'm thinking last, of the weekend. No, no, sorry. I'm thinking of the end of Apologies. last season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you do tell us about you brought that day was one of the great days for you, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was almost a sliding doors moment. I yep. think it's been described as if a fricky whammy um, doesn't score that goal. Um, I don't think Graham Alexander would have, would have seen the summer. So, um, but no, uh, even. I think uh, we look at the way we were against Sligo. It's almost a bit. It's turned into a wee bit of a blessing in disguise. Um, that result because we're looking much, much better now. We'll talk about that during the program. Any Motherwell fans? Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. We've got a massive week coming up. We've got some football on tonight, as you know. Many people in the cars will be heading to Rangers against Queen of the South. The traffic is busy. Chris will keep us up to date. Partick Thistle against Abroad, good tie as well. Dundee Falkirk, intriguing, and Annan against Aberdeen. And then tomorrow night, Hearts against Kilmarnock, Livingston Dundee United. Ross County Celtic and Motherwell against Inverness Cali Thistle. Uh, we've been hearing from the managers Ange Postacoglu on duty today, speaking about the the League Cup, the Premier Sports Cup, and he how he wants to keep it at Celtic. Yeah, I think it was significant for us, particularly last year, because um, we obviously had a challenging start to the year and we found some consistency. But winning a trophy in that first sort of few months just you know added some real belief and into the group about the direction we were heading. And I think everyone, you know, their supporters and, and everyone involved in the football club, you know. Could see some real progress um, so it was an important trophy for us to win um, you know that's the nature of this football club that um, irrespective of my feelings towards a, a particular um, competition um, at this football club the expectations are the same you, you, you try and win every game you play in and every competition you're in so um, that doesn't change for us uh, tomorrow night um, as I said it's a, it's, it's a challenging fixture we know going to Ross County and you know they're always a hard, a hard team to play against but in a cup competition you know that you know every opponent has uh, you know, potential pitfalls that we, you can fall into. So um, we've got to be ready to, to be at our best. John Hartson, that's one of the toughest ties they could have got, isn't it? Dingwall, Wednesday night. Yeah. Yep. And, um, they, got a, they got a good uh, 3-1 victory up there, didn't they, earlier in the season where uh, Ross County came back, didn't they, from a goal behind, from a set piece. Yeah. Um, and then Celtic finished the game really strongly to uh, to win it 3-1. Yeah, it'd be difficult and, and, and like we spoke about Rangers earlier on and Giovanni Van Bronckers and Stephen thinks that they might make quite a few changes but I think they're at home, no disrespect, Queen of the South. I think it's more of a game where Rangers can make a few more changes, Celtic. Mm. Tricky, Malky Mackay will be looking at the Cups. Can they get decent runs in the Cups, mm. you know, Ross County? Um, 
So yeah, I think they've got to be careful in terms of how many changes they make, uh, where they make the changes. You might see Segrist coming in, possibly the goalkeeper to get a bit of game time. Uh, I don't know, I, I'm guessing, but as I said, uh, I think he will make uh, a few changes, but I don't think he can overload on the changes because they want to get through. Stephen Rosside, what do you think? You're smiling there a moment or two. Is it because I can hardly see over this? Hi, uh, in the studio. I know Big John, six foot two. Stephen, the same. Uh, what are you thinking in the League Cup, Premier Sports Cup? Your own club, you've gone to the finals. And yeah. What do you think? Oh, well, uh, talking about that game last night, Celtic v Lost County, I think this is where the strength of squads come in, isn't mm-hmm. it? I mean, yeah. you, you mentioned yourself there, John Celtic, come on strong at the end of that game, and that's what they can do. Yeah. When you look at the players that they've got to bring off the bench, I think Jackie Marcus may start tomorrow. He's not started many games, yeah. I think. Uh, Another one, yeah. He'll be thrown in, and he's a goal machine, but he's a goal machine that they're sitting on the benches. <laughs> uh, and this, this, yeah. goes, this goes back to, to, to the gap yeah. that's a good scary. question Can you, you're leading us on to something because Jika Max has got two goals Moritz Jens has got two Carl Starfield's got two Lauren Shankland on three Jota on three Leila Bada on four along with Kevin Van Veen and Antonio Cholak uh, Miofsky on five Kyogo on six John I asked you last season about how good he is Kyogo or how good could he be how do you rate him now Kyogo I think he's as close to world-class as I've seen. I just think that the runs that he makes, his movement, he just shows um, he just shows uh, his talents are right up there with the very best. I don't think he'd have a problem scoring goals in any league. When you've got that movement and that guile and that cleverness, the darting behind and technically... You know, his first goal at the weekend, a touch and finish. It was so clinical. The one he got from outside the box then, you know, the the, the bend into the top mm. corner. Average players, Paul, I played with a few average players. Average players don't do these things. Top world-class players do. And they do it on a consistent basis. And uh, I have been really, really impressed with him. He's getting fitter. He's, he's getting stronger. You know... We lost him last season for a, for a number of uh, months, and Jack and Marcus came in and did exceptionally. It was almost like we never we never missed the fact that Kyogo was injured because Jack and Marcus did so so well. Um, and there is shouts for Jack and Marcus to come in, and he will get game time. I have no doubt about that. As Stephen said, he may well um, play tomorrow night at Ross yeah. County. But I just think the options now that Ange has wide areas, Kyogo, and I think Kyogo. You know, if he stays at the club, he he's going to go score a bundle of goals like 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 previous players, like McDonald sure. did, like Hooper did, like Griffiths has done, like Sutton done, myself done. He will score many many goals because he's got really good players around him, and they'll create chances for him every single week. How many goals this season, Kyogo? If he stays fit and he stays in the team, you you've got to be looking twenty five plus. But a lot a lot will depend on if he gets a niggly injury and he misses out on three or four games. You know so. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. players can only score goals when they when they're in the team. But when you think back a number of years ago, and people forget about it because of what happened laterally in Lee Griffith's Celtic career. But he got forty one season. Mm. You know, when you think, wow. you know, which is an incredible return of goals. You talk about natural goal scorers and natural finishers. Kyogo is that. Lee Griffiths was that. Mm. And what stands out from them is they can find space in the crowded area through their instinct and through their anticipation of what what's happening. Because normally, what you find in crowded areas, people are always moving. 
people are always trying to cover space whereas sometimes you look at Kyle but he stands still how many times does he stand still and then the easy passes on Second from the phase of play he yeah. comes alive yeah. uh, and I want to ask you something John as well you played with one of the best strikers from movement and behind and Chris Sutton no I'm joking uh, Henry Larson <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think he's got to be the best running in behind that I've seen since Henrik yeah. played for Celtic and what do you make of the comparisons between the two because it's not just he's running in behind for me it's his composing in front of the goal yeah. you look at the first goal that he scored at the weekend he takes a touch before he finishes it yeah. a lot of strikers would just have tried to hit, hit that first, first time, time yeah. and, yeah. and missed it he's always composed like Henrik was never panicked uh, technically excellent um, and, and, and Henrik used to you know he used to get us out of the mire every week you know uh, he was that good he really really was um, but comparisons it's difficult to make a comparison on such a great the king of oh, kings no, no, he's the best. you know it's it's like you know he's, he's arguably Celtic's greatest ever player with lots of others you know Billy McNeil mm. Jimmy Johnson all these guys these, these complete Celtic heroes that we could go on and go on about but uh, Kyogo is showing potential to score as many goals as long as he's at the club. Um, if we keep Kyogo, if Celtic keep Kyogo at the club for the next five, six years, he'll go, he'll go and hit over 100, over 200 um, if he stays fit. Because I've been that, he's been extraordinary since he's come to the football club, both in Europe last season and in the Europa League um, and in the, in the Conference oh, League. Yep. So really good, good goals. Um, and as I said, I, I can't pay him enough superlatives. And I spoke to Ange about him as well. And Ange just says one word. He's, he's very, very special. Mm -hmm. Very special. That's two words. Two special <laughs> words for an amazing player. Going, so, going back to Stephen's yeah. point, it's very hard. You yeah. asked me this last year, Paul, about Yeah, but Henry. you're much nicer to Stephen than you were to me. But how do you about compare it? that? How do you, you compare can, a potential... Know. You, you know, can't unless there's a longevity there. So yeah, I think you just sure. what you do is you, you know we're we're in a world now where everybody wants to compare everything against each other, yeah. you know, and and just enjoy the person for what they are. Enjoy seeing what they are. People keep. I mean, the the big debate is who's the best, Ronaldo or Messi? Does it really matter? I know. Do you know what I mean? Does yeah. you know? There's no award for it. Let's just look at they're different types of player, different types of centre forwards, different types of goal scorers. Enjoy them for what they are, and I think that's where you are with Kyogo. You know, will anyone ever touch the? the the kind of stardom of Henrik Larsson? Probably not. However, if, you know, if Kyogo is there for a number of years, his goal scoring ratio will have to go. What did he get? 13 league goals last season, yeah. 20 in total. You know, Larsson was hitting mid high 30s up towards 40, beyond 40 at times. You know, it was so, 52, one year. You know, you know, so that's an incredible return to get to that number. But um, listen, he's scoring goals and Celtic will be happy. Stephen Reside, Ronaldo or Messi? I heard you sort of saying, well, they're, they're so different, but what would you say? Doesn't matter for me. I just think you need to appreciate greatness when you're watching it. Um, I think if you were to push me for an answer, I would go to World Ronaldo, though, because I think he's been in more places and done it. But I, d I don't think it matters. He also helped Portugal to win the Euros and it took Messi a longer time to win a Copa America with Argentina. But Great I don't point. think it matters. Yep. And uh, more importantly, closer to home, going to the past, Willie Pettigrew or Kevin Van Veen? Well, well, my dad's probably better to answer that question. I didn't get to see yeah. Willie Pettigrew no, playing, but listen, I think Kevin Van Veen, he, 
if you get the right players round about him, we will score your goals. That's why I think with two days, I think, is it two days? First uh, of September? Scotland's left in the window. Got, we've got an extra day. We've got an extra day, so there yep. you go. Um, I think I would like to see another striker uh, coming in just because I think Van Veen can give you a good 60, 65 minutes. Mm -hmm. We've got a lot of options in the wide area. Uh, if Shields has been playing wide, maybe we could put him through the middle uh, if that happens, but I think we need another option there. Where where would be um where what what position in the league would you be happy with Motherwell Great finishing question. this year, Stephen? Well, obviously the first aim's always survival, but I think with the way that we've started this season we can definitely aim for top six. See how comfortable you're looking for top six and then push on into Europe because I think the way Hibs have started, they're gonna drop points. I expect Hearts to do the same because not because anything to do with quality, but because the players aren't used to playing Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday. So yeah, I think that can have a big effect, that'll yeah. have an impact on them. Mother will have two games in that spell in European run. Mother will, Mother will have them home and away. So they will yeah. get them on a Sunday after a European yeah. game. So there's a possibility that Mother will could pick up points there. Great start for Stevie Hamill and for Mother will, and for Stephen Reside, who joins John Hartson and Stephen Craig. And loads of calls coming in 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go! Go Radio Football Show, 26 minutes past six Not the best weather today, but not too bad at all Take care if you're driving home or if you're heading out to the football Tonight, enjoy it football just about every single day Rangers in action in just, uh, well, an hour and a quarter We'll bring you team news fairly soon Craig, we were just talking about when we get the teams, uh, yeah. probably in the next 10, well, 15 minutes. I think normally domestically it's about an hour before kickoff. Uh, in UEFA competitions, it's 75 minutes before they break it themselves. So, But it'll just be interesting to see what Giovanni von Bronckhorst does, who he leaves out, mm. who he brings in. You'd imagine Alan McGregor making an appearance, hasn't played as yet. John McLaughlin played the cup competitions last season, so you imagine that would be uh, roles reversed tonight. And was that vindicated, do you think, John, looking at you, um, the way he played? up against PSV last week the goalkeeper he had a couple of key saves in both legs he did um, it was like watching Alan McGregor wasn't it making them big saves at crucial times in the game uh, so yeah totally vindicated but he is uh, GVB's number one you know mm -hmm. that's pretty plain to see at this moment in time um, until he has two or three bad games and then Alan McGregor's waiting in the wings for his opportunity again if he does if he yeah. does by the way um, but he's certainly number one and, and unfortunately Alan McGregor the, the great goalkeeper that he is is just going to have to bide his time Stephen no complaints now it, no, it's, it's John McLaughlin no, well it seemed that was going to be the case even in the summer you know John McLaughlin got a contract extension last season Alan McGregor took his took his time and you know weighed things up He'd spent a, a month at home in the summer and decided he didn't want to retire. He wanted to go back in and play football again. But, you know, the thing I like about John McLaughlin, he, he, he comes for crosses probably more regularly than what Alan McGregor did. Uh, you know, he, he's aggressive. He comes and punches and that's good as a defender. He just relieves a little bit of pressure. And you think back at PSV when they were throwing long balls into the box. He came and had a couple, couple of good clean punches. So, listen, it's his jersey just now, but he knows when you've got someone like Alan McGregor breathing down your neck. If you're not at it, then he can come and take your place. We all know the draw now. I'm going to ask all three of you what you think could Rangers and Celtic progress? So we kick off next Tuesday night, Celtic against Real Madrid, at eight o'clock kickoff the following night, Amsterdam, Ajax against Rangers. Then there's Rangers Napoli, Shakhtar Celtic, Liverpool Rangers, RB against Celtic. And then the reverse, Celtic Leipzig, Rangers Liverpool, Ibrox, 12th October, Celtic Shakhtar, 25th October, Napoli against Rangers. And then the final 
games, Rangers Ajax, Real Madrid against Celtic in the Bernabeu. Do you think they could go through? Stephen, what do you reckon? Um, it's a big ask for them to go to the last 16, I think. But I think what they should both be looking at is getting that third spot. Yeah. I, 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 and it might surprise some folk, but you go to Celtic Park or Ibrox, you've seen what Rangers did last season in the Europa League with, with their games at Ibrox. And I think Celtic can certainly be looking to take points off of um, Shakhtar and Leipzig. Mm-hmm at home as well um, so it's definitely possible for them to get Europa League for me Stephen what do you feel let's take Rangers first of all yeah I, listen I think you know what Rangers and Celtic wanted going back into the Champions League was a little bit of glitz a little bit of glamour but I think they also wanted a little bit of hope that they could do something in the group and I would think probably Celtic will look at their group more favourably than what Rangers will and I'm talking about progression possibly finishing in the top two Shakhtar they'll look at and think well you know, they probably haven't played for quite a while you know, that's certainly two fixtures, but... They've um, lost, what, 15 players? Yeah, yep. you know, they've almost had a rebuild. But you look at Rangers right away, away to Ajax, home to Napoli, then that double-header with Liverpool. If you can come out the other end of that double-header with Liverpool and still think you've got a little chance of progression, then you've done hell of a well against that kind of quality. Both sides will be heavily reliant on their home form. You know, the atmosphere created, the, the, everything that surrounds European nights... Uh, in Glasgow at, at Rangers and Celtic the players thrive off that brings the best out of them even as far back as we can remember Paul that's where they get their big results yeah. so they'll have to create a shock here and there and then away from home they'll have to go and try and pick something and look at that money coming in for Ajax with Anthony 86.5 million today it's gone crazy that's a whole other subject isn't it well, plus they say that they sold Leandro Martinez they to did. Manchester United yeah. for, for what, 57, 58 million pounds only 57, yeah. 58 million. And they signed uh, Stephen, Ber- Stephen Bergvang from yes. Spurs, they signed in the yeah. summer, you know. So, listen, they've always done it right, Ajax. They've always brought players in, they've always made them better, they've always sold them on, they've always had a youth policy that makes them money. You know, sometimes even over there, they sacrifice a league title for a season or two, knowing the next batch is coming through. They know they will come to the fore and they have to develop them, Paul. Calvin Bassey will be there. I see he tweeted already. John, hmm. what do you think of Rangers? It's uh, a tough section, but not impossible. No, I think they'll be respected in the group um, because of what they did last season in the Europa League, um, getting to the final. You look at some of the teams that they they had to beat last season to do that. It was very, very good, very impressive. Um, And I don't think any of the teams, including Liverpool, will think they'll get an easy game at Ibrox. And it'll it'll be exactly the same at Celtic Park. We beat Shakhtar at Celtic Park. And the last time we played them, and I think it was about 2004 in the Champions League, a game that I played in, um, RB Leipzig are not the strongest team uh, that they were a couple of years ago. Um, and of course, Real Madrid is the glamour tie, and Craig's just said you, yeah. need, you need a glamour tie in there. Uh, I was wanting a battle of Britain, Rangers happened to get that one with Liverpool, yeah. but I'd, I'd have loved a Chelsea or a, yeah. or a Spurs or, a, or well, not so much a Man City, maybe. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I, I would have loved a, a battle of Britain because uh, it, it, it gets, you know, that. When, when you sort of think as people talk about the Scottish League mm. not being as strong and they're right it's not quite as strong as the Premier League but it's an opportunity when you play against a, a, a team from the Premier League to go and show that there are some good teams up here and we, we've what, beat them in the past we've, sure. we've beaten Liverpool we've beat Blackburn what would we've you beat, say we've beat Manchester United we've beat yep. them all at Celtic Park what would you say to any Rangers fans who ask you about playing at Anfield you know all about it that wonder goal in 2003 what would you say to them about that night 
Well, it's difficult because, um, but you've got to have hope. I remember that night, um, you know, we had to score a goal because we got 1-1 from the from the game at Celtic Park. So if we don't score, we're out anyway. So we've got to get on the front foot and we have to score a goal somehow on the evening. And when we were 1-0 up, uh, Alan Thompson, that free kick, mm-hmm. he tells everybody he meant it, but he never meant it. It slid <laughs> under the ball. Um, so when he went 1-0 up, 44th minute, is a great time to score. It almost, uh, you know, rocked Liverpool in their stride. Half-time, it was nip and tuck in the first half. We go in 1-0 up at half-time. It's a horrible time to concede, but a great time to score. And then we went out and won the game eventually 2-0. And everybody was like, well, I can't believe this. Nobody expected. We we knew we had a, we had a chance because when you got Henry Glass and yeah. up front and yourselves, one yeah, of the most yeah, sought after sure. you know strikers in Europe at the time, Champions League winner, absolutely. Um, so no, going to Anfield is difficult, yeah. and there's this. Listen, we, we thought that as well, but we actually managed to put in a really good performance, mm. like like Rangers showed at Dortmund last mm. season. Um, so both teams are really really hard, but I think Stephen makes a good point. If you can get into that third spot. And, and and maybe be in the running with a with a couple of games to go that you need a big result against against somebody to maybe, maybe get that second spot. That's what both teams will be aiming both, for. Yeah. Whether or not that's a little bit beyond both of both the teams, we're gonna see. Does the Celtic um section look slightly easier than Rangers? I think I agree with Stephen Craigan. What do you think, John? Given that Shakhtar have you got take, the troubles you take in Ukraine. Real Madrid out yeah. of it. So you yeah. compare Real Madrid, Liverpool, I'd say probably Real Madrid because they're the holders. Mm-hmm. And then Napoli is a difficult game, yeah. but a brilliant place to go and play. Stinks of Diego Maradona. Br- brilliant city, great stadium. And Ajax won the yeah. Eredivisie yeah. last season as well. So I would probably say, yeah, I think Rangers' group looks harder on paper, but it's the Champions League, Paul. There's no easy games yeah. at this level. Any tickets for Celtic Real Madrid next week? People are on the socials. Big John, they say you're the favourite player. <laughs> I was just about to ask you, to be honest with you. No tickets anywhere these days. Stephen, isn't it wonderful? And it trickles down to the other clubs. Stephen Reside, you're a, a big Motherwell fan, and you were saying five to £600,000 going to Fir Park. Yeah, and uh, like Stephen mentioned earlier, the gap's never going to be closed anyway. So, so good money to get in, and we've seen somebody today, Rolando Aaron, um, and it's pace that I think we need in the team um, because we've got Connor Shield, but um, the, and it's not just pace; it's end product. I think he'll bring as well, um, which is something that we've been missing from wide areas. So, it's a good sign. What about Ross Tierney as well? Is he? Um, he got the new contract. He could do a bit more, could he not? He could, but he's young. Okay. He's got time. What do you know what I mean? He's under 21 still, I think. Yep. He's 20, 21. So mm-hmm. uh, he's got time to, to impress, I think. Um, it's a big season for him, though. Uh, but it's difficult to get in the team for him at the minute to start, I think, when, when we've started the season so, so strongly. Let's look at the games. Start off with yours tonight. Uh, tomorrow night, Motherwell against Inverness. We'll come to in a moment or two. Before that, what about tonight? Annan against Aberdeen. Does anyone think that uh, the Dons won't win tonight I'm just looking yeah. I think we all feel that would be the case what about Dundee Falkirk Stephen Reside what do you reckon I mean Dundee they've made a made a decent start to the season but you always tend to get one shock mm-hmm. in, in the round I think if you're looking anywhere tonight you would probably look there um, so yeah. it will be an interesting one Stephen Craigan what do you reckon yeah just Falkirk beat Hibs didn't they yeah. you know to come out of that group uh, so uh, listen John McGlynn's side have picked up a little bit and a couple of results early in the season weren't great, but there's not an awful lot in that one. Mm. Dundee, slight favourites because they're at home, but 
know, the way Falkirk play and the way John McGlynn's sides like to play, they'll go and have a go and they'll, you know, they'll take the ball, they'll try and take part in the game. So um, I think Dundee would probably just edge it, but Falkirk will certainly give them a good push. Can we move on to Partick Thistle against Abroth? John Hartson, what do you reckon? Uh, Partick Thistle, Abroth, yeah. Um, Nick Campbell, big Rab Douglas going mm-hmm. to uh, coming, you know, Rab coming back into Glasgow. Um, that's a close one, isn't it? Abroth did so well last. He came so so close to you know to getting promoted. They just fell short, didn't they? When Kilmarnock won the league mm-hmm. under Derek McInnes. So that, that that's a tough one. I oh, it's a difficult one. Um, listen. Uh, can I go draw or has to end of the night, doesn't it? Yeah, it has to. So it's going to go to that's all, extra That's all Yeah, No messing about there from Craig. Come on, Glasgow's on here. Yeah. Listen, I'm going to break in because the Rangers team is in. Come back to you for predictions in just a moment or two here in the Go Radio Football Show. we we'll get the WhatsApp. Here we are. Rangers starting 11 tonight. Um, McGregor, you all called it right. Redvan, he's in. Yep. Jack. Davis. Matondo. Kamara. Fashion Sakala. Arfield. King. Devine. And Robbie Ewer on the bench, McCrory. So it's going to be McCrory on the bench. Sands, Barisic, Fraser, McCann, Wright, Lovelace and Stevens, And Sayo as well. Stephen Craigan, what do you make of it there? There's uh, quite a few well, changes. Yeah, you know, I did say I think, I thought they made changes. I thought they might have put them on the bench. But the likes of Conor Golson and James Tavernier, Borna Barisic, uh, Tom Lawrence, mm-hmm. Malik Tillman, not even on the bench at all. Yeah. You know, but Rangers should have that depth. You know, when you look at the size of the squad that they have, but you know, you only have to look at the midfield trail, three international players of Ryan Jack, Stephen Davis, and Glenn Kamara. I think young Robbie Ewart will probably lead the line. It looks as if Fashion Sakala will play one side. Mm-hmm. Scott Arfield possibly put out sorry, Matondo will play the other side. So it'll be interesting to see how the midfield works. You've got four centre midfield players in there. So um I, I tonight I, I think it doesn't really matter what formation Rangers play or what personnel they play or how they play. They'll be too good for Queen of the South. And it's a real opportunity for the likes of uh, Young Devine and Leon King uh, and Robbie Ewer to go and show Rangers that there is a pathway there for young players to come through, that they can go and produce the magic. Yes, it's it's probably more of a low-key game than a premiership game or a European game, but it's a big night for those young men. Rangers win for you. Just asking your predictions, Stephen? Stephen Craigan? Oh, c- of course. Comfortably. Yeah, sure. Comfortably. Yep. John Harson. Yeah, again, yeah. Yep. See Rangers with the Rangers. And uh, are you still thinking about the other game there, Patrick Thistle or Broth? I'll go up Broth penalties, go on. Okay, Radio, Radio Glasgow here. Glasgow's on, but you can call it as you see it. Stephen Reside, what do you reckon? Well, for the Broth party, personally, I think yep. Patrick will edge it, but both teams will score. Uh, we'll go with mm. that. But uh, I watched Rangers B team against them Barton uh, the other week. Brilliant man! Really? What are some of the performances? Mm-hmm. It's a shame that Alex. Alex Lowry get injured because um, he would have probably started tonight. Uh, he looked frightening against them Barton. So mm-hmm. the, the the young uh, Rangers players that are coming in, uh, they, I don't think they'll find any problem at all. And I'm going to go four 0 Rangers. There you go. Do you want to work out who's going to play as the second centre half for Rangers? Who do you think? Well, well they've only who, got. Who is it? It, yeah. it? it looks like it may have to be Scott Arfield, mm-hmm. for example. You know, they've only got. Uh, Leon King is an out and out centre half Ridvan will play left back uh, Young Devine will play right back and it, it looks as if it could be it will have to be Glenn Kamara right. or Scott Arfield is a centre half so a new position for one of those two guys tonight certainly, I imagine he's certainly made major changes tonight tomorrow night Stephen before you go Motherwell against Inverness Cali Thistle you'll be there yeah. I take it at the match of course yeah. you will what do you think you confident I think the home advantage um will play a part hopefully um, I'm hoping that young Stuart McKinstry may be 
fit enough to feature. Uh, I don't know whether Rolando Warrens will be in the squad. I don't know how much game time he's had in pre-season uh, leading up to it. But listen, it'll be a tricky tie. Inverness playoff finals last year. Um, yeah. They beat us in cup competition a couple of times at Fur Park before, so um, they can, they're definitely capable of coming and getting a result. But I just think with the way we are playing, we're playing a bit more expansive now. And we'll be looking to bounce back in them and hopefully we can do that. And well done, the club. The pitch is magnificent. It's the new... Hybrid pitch. Hybrid. Hybrid. It's the best pitch in Scotland, I think. But I'm maybe slightly biased. You may be a wee bit biased. The club Mullerwell's size, <laughs> yeah. obviously, you get Celtic yeah. and Rangers, but the, sure. the grounds and Paul's done a fantastic job there. And what about this weekend then? Mullerwell in the league against Dundee United. It's an absolute stick-on for the Dundee United <laughs> victory after them getting beat 9-0. <laughs> no, but listen, yeah. um, I probably no more after how we play tomorrow. Um, but there will be a reaction from Dundee United that goes without saying the manager's been sacked today so if the players have any sort of pride about them they'll, they'll come out swinging on Saturday so I don't think it's going to be an easy game at all but hopefully we can edge it and Stephen how, have you managed to go to some other grounds to continue to look at the facilities for fans with um, disabilities yeah well we spoke about finances for clubs the last time I was in here and how it yeah. can be difficult finance wise for them to do it I actually went to Pollock um, who are one of the, well, not a junior club anymore because of the pyramid structure mm-hmm. but uh, they've made improvements at a shelter they've got a shelter behind the goal now for disabled fans so it begs the question if clubs like Pollock can look to make these improvements and surely clubs at a higher level can do so as well uh, I've been yeah. to St Mirren and part of the one thing I said if anybody hasn't heard before I don't want to risk uh, repeating myself but an elevated view is really what you're looking for because I don't like being at eye level you can't uh, ironically you look at like you're looking at players' feet <laughs> do you know what I mean <laughs> but, um, and sitting yeah. in the wheelchair but it's just you get to see the game more you can see it better tactically which, which is something that I enjoy watching uh, and obviously a better shelter if you're high up as well um, and clubs like St Mirren and Party Fist will do that perfectly for their home fans mm-hmm. not yet away fans so. right. we can all the clubs most of them can do better and look out well done, Pollock. So well done to Campbell McLeod there, who always looked after the ground and so many of them. Where's your dad built in it? Because Libby, your mum, is in charge. Um, is she a football fan as well? Um, yeah, well, she, you could say she's a football fan. She supports Rangers, so how much she knows well, about football, I don't know. She, she's in the Champions joking. League. <laughs> and where's dad Bill? Is he coaching? Uh, yeah, he's coaching at co-winning Rangers at the minute. Um, they drew two each in the cup at the weekend with all the Glen So... A uh, bit of a disappointing result for them. I think they were looking to, to do better in that one. But um, they've got a good squad going forward. They've got the likes of Chris Miller, who used to play with St Johnston there. Mark Miller as well. So, yeah. um, Great to hear you on tonight with yeah, Stephen Craig, whom you know well. And uh, John Hartson and John's going to do a podcast with you. I just given um, yep. our producer there, James, he's going to pass my number on there, Stephen. Give me a call look forward to it. Right? Look forward to it. He'll be passing that number on to no, Exactly. <laughs> he, he, he doesn't give it to any of us. So, Stephen, you've got... I know you were. I wouldn't joke. I'm Stephen, really thanks so much for coming in and joining us. Good luck with the mother. We'll, we'll speak to you soon. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you, Stephen. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go. Thanks to Stephen Reside for joining us. Huge Motherwell fan. Uh, Motherwell playing tomorrow night. We'll talk about that in a moment or two. If you're just tuning in, well, we've got the Rangers team there first. Stephen Cragen, you've got it in front of you. Can you go, How are Rangers going to line up tonight? So many changes. Yeah, well, listen, they know they're going to dominate the ball. You know, they, yep. they've got one natural centre half in the team, which is young Leon King. So I'd imagine it would be Glenn Kamara or Scott Harfield who would have to play beside him. That tells you 
they're going to have loads of the ball. They've got a midfield player playing at centre half. Uh, they don't even have a, a, a centre half on the bench, or certainly an experienced one. So I wouldn't say it's a risk from Giovanni and Broncos. You only have to look at Stephen Davis and, and, and Fashion Sakala, all players who have something to prove. I mean, you've got big games ahead and you've got. Uh, European games Champions League games everybody wants to be involved and some players have, haven't probably had the chance to be in the manager's eye line so tonight could be an opportunity to go and catch imagination Missing players though at the back still John Souter he's not there is he? Or, know, and Ben Davies any sign of Ben Davies? No well that's whether it's some sort of injury you know, John Souter's a big one as well because he started the first game of the season against Livingston um, done okay ended up getting took off made a few errors and then hasn't really been seen since so it's disappointing because that's the one area of the pitch where they needed the strength especially letting Leon Balogun go but um, yeah John are we a little bit could Morales have gone another 60 minutes tonight yes oh um, well, that, too much that, ban too much ban too much ban him and John yeah. Lundstrom tonight yeah that's why John Lundstrom's not involved yeah. Although, although the, the appeal on Lundstrom well, sorry, the appeal sorry, on sorry, Lundstrom, Lundstrom won yeah. sorry yeah right I, I'm so, completely wrong right, yeah. no, it's, it's, uh, Morales banned anyway he's, yeah. he's, oh, he's okay. got a, yeah. still the second game to see out Rangers here's the 11 that they've published McGregor that young keeper who's not played yet this season but what a I mean one of the great Rangers goalkeepers so McGregor Ridvan Yilmaz Jack Davis scorer of the weekend Matondo Kamara Fashion Sakala Arfield King Devine and uh, Robbie Ewer and we mentioned the bench so it's uh, McCrory for example so the, he really is resting many of the players who've played what, yeah. how many games I'm just thinking John Rangers have played what 10 games so ten. far Celtic have played the 5 yeah they've played mm. the 6 six. Yeah, yeah because Rangers have played 4 Champions League qualifiers of course they've played 4 more yeah. do you think that will affect Celtic or Celtic have been mm. the business was done early John mm. yep they come in as champions. They're in the Champions League. It's a great draw. Um, but they've not been playing the twice a week. Is that a good thing for them or a bad thing? Well, it wasn't a bad thing. For, I keep repeating myself almost. Um, it wasn't a bad thing for Rangers last season, was it? I think they, they excelled in terms of, you know, playing in the Europa League. Uh, they went to extra time several times and they come back and they win a semi-final. That went into extra time. Um and they, they've they've shown that they can deal with that. They've shown they've got that momentum um, that uh, continuing to play games. And especially if you're winning, um, you don't feel tired, I think, because mm. nobody's mourning. Everybody wants to play and every, the, the training ground's a, a happier place to be. And the manager seems to have loads of, of options. So it, it, didn't affect, it didn't affect how Rangers went about games last season. So... I wouldn't really think you know it's only it's 10 games and what Celtic have played 6 it's so early in the season we're not even out of August yet mm. so um, I wouldn't imagine because Rangers have what left 4 or 5 of their big big players sure. out tonight so they'll all come it's back in team. they'll yeah. all come back in on, on Saturday the only court. slight concern if it is one there'll not be any for Celtic my goodness they've just been done United 9-0 but the fact that they haven't really had a high intensity game up to this mm. point they've been dominant in every single game they've played in any kind of issues they've maybe thought about defensively or anything comes up, they haven't really had to deal with it. Ross County was the only one, Paul, where they went back to 1-1, but they were so dominant in the game, and Ange Postecoglou said after the game, it was only a matter of time we would score, he didn't feel under any pressure. Whereas you look at Rangers going away to Union, Union at home, they had to force the issue. PSV at home, PSV away, just a different standard of game out with Scotland. And Celtic haven't had that as yet. So their next two after tomorrow night is going to be Rangers and Real Madrid, where the intensity... And, and, and the, the pace of the game is going to go on an upward trajectory so um, that's when you'll probably find out a little bit more about Celtic yes they're great in possession you know they can create you know, you know all that but maybe just little things that need ironed out 
probably haven't haven't needed to be ironed out so far. 9-0 for Celtic on Sunday. The manager afterwards spoke uh, about how pleased he was about that intensity. Fair to say, um, yeah, the boys were great. Uh, stayed really disciplined, focused. Um, we kind of you know, knew that sort of Dundee United were going through a tough spell and I guess for us it was important that we kind of set our stall really early and put them under pressure and, you know, in the end... Um, you know, I think we just sort of wore them down and, and you know, the quality of our goals were, were, were pretty good tonight. And you referred to, well, the top scorer so far, six goals, Kyogo Furuhashi. Yeah, he's great. I mean, he's been great all along and, um, you know, he's he's such an important part of what we do. But, you know, he understands. It's not just, you know, his goals. I mean, you know, the way he harassed the opponents. I mean, he was the one that sort of instigated a couple of the counter-attacks that we scored from. So, um, you know, it's not just his goals, it's his overall work rate and... <coughs> You know, to be fair, all our strikers work awfully hard, and, but they also get the rewards. Across the city, Rangers had gone top of the table for 22 hours or so after their win 4-0 against Ross County. The manager spoke about Cholak and overall how pleased he was with that win. Well, very pleased, very pleased with the performance, clean sheet. Uh, the result was what we wanted. I scored four goals, I think uh, fantastic goals. The way uh, we build up uh, towards the the chance and, and finally the goals. So, uh, yeah, more than pleased than uh, today. And the talking point, we spoke about it last night, was about uh, James Sands and uh, the yellow cards. Well, I mean, it was, of course, it was. Uh, he was already on the yellow. You know, it's one of those uh, fouls where uh, it could go either way. So for us, I was lucky that we, uh, that he didn't get the, the second yellow. Yeah. Sometimes you are uh, lucky with, uh, with cards and sometimes it goes uh, not your way. But that's the the way the game goes. I think everyone agrees that he should have gone. John. Yeah, well, he, he summed it up perfectly well there. You know, we said that uh, Sands w- was lucky. I think he actually yeah. said that it should have been another yellow. How the referee doesn't see it is, is beyond anybody, even him. Uh, but sometimes you, you need that little bit of luck to go your way, you know, and uh, they, they got it at the weekend. Steve, did, uh, did, Robertson, did Don Robertson, the referee, did he call Malky Mackay? Because I read that he said he would speak to him later on if he, if he looked that, back. Listen, that, that probably doesn't help, you know, Malky anymore. I mean, Don Robertson is five, ten yards away from it. You know, it, it, it's, it'd be quite worrying that if one of our major referees can't see a decision as blatant as that and as obvious as that. And that's not being critical of Rangers or digging them out. We're talking about the laws of the game being applied. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Giovanni van Bronckhorst was very diplomatic. He said it could have went either way. But I would think if the centre forward is beyond the centre half and he's the one getting pulled yeah. down, it's probably going to go one yeah. way. So, listen, it, it may not have changed the dynamic of the game. Rangers probably would have won the game anyway, you know, because they've got so many good players. It just would have given Ross County a bit more of a chance. It's easier to play against, well, should be easier to play against 10 than it is 11. However, the decision went their way. Rangers won the game and you know, we move on from it. But it is, a, you know, and it's not being critical of Rangers. It's being critical of the referee not seen a decision that is right close to him, Paul. It's shaping up to some weekend, though. Oh. Celtic Rangers, John, you'll be on live with us with yes, Barry Ferguson on Saturday. Yep. Uh, Stephen, what's your take on the game just now? I know they've both got games before yeah. then, but... You know, it, it's it's so close to call. You know, old firm games, you normally think someone's ahead or someone's in better form or somebody can edge it. Really, Paul, not this time. You know, Celtic, I'd said at the start of the season, probably a more settled side because, you know, they're starting 11. We're all there last year. Rangers were trying to you know, kind of break people in, trying to get the continuity in their team. And I think the two games against PSV Eindhoven have probably made up the manager's mind with regards to team selection and what he'll go for. I would imagine they go something similar away from home against Celtic as he did against PSV. And I'd imagine that um, Ange Postacoglu, his main decision is Maida or Abada. That's his decision. So both managers will be setting their mind how they're going to play, what they're going to do. 
and I think it's just going to make for a great spectacle. Would Celtic be disappointed not to win it, and would Rangers be pleased well, to come away with a draw? Well, you th- well, if Rangers, Celtic win, Rangers never never play no. these games for a draw. But if but if Celtic win, they go five clear, mm-hmm. which is a lot after six or seven league games, Paul. Sure. You know, yep. you know, and then they impo- and then they don't get the chance to play Celtic again until the 2nd of January so they would have a long way to go to make sure they didn't drop any more points Quick fire about tomorrow night Ross County against Celtic John? I think Celtic will continue their good form um, they'll be they'll be wary of uh, Ross County looking yep. to bounce back from, from the defeat at Ibrox on Saturday um, uh, I, the only concern I would have slight concern is just that I don't make too many changes mm-hmm. and I don't think Ange will I think he's more than wise enough not to make wholesale changes but I'll def- you'll definitely see uh, you know three or four I would think Stephen yeah I think Celtic will be too strong Motherwell against Inverness your old team Motherwell it's a banana skin I don't care what anyone says Inverness I think you beat it the weekend but st- uh, it was Morton beat them yeah, they, Morton, they lost yeah, it was a right. penalty yeah, yeah. but they'll come down they've got good players players who've played in the top flight before mm-hmm. young side that Billy Dodge is building so it's a banana skin for Motherwell Simply, they have to win. Motherwell or Inverness, John? Just in a word, who would you go for? Um, I, I think yep. Motherwell as well. Home advantage, okay. Inverness coming all the way down Ooh. from uh, from up north. Uh, I think Motherwell home win. Livingston against Dundee United. Dundee United without Jack Ross, who's gone today. John, what's Liv- your scoreline? Uh, Livingston yeah. for me is saying that Dundee okay. United. You always get. It's really strange, Paul, when a, when a team lose their manager. You look at the next game, the result. A lot of teams win that. Mm. The pressure seems to be off. Um, the shackles come off the players it does, the they bounce. can play with that yeah. little bit of freedom and they tend to get a result strangely enough but I'm still going to go Livingston still going Livy yep Livingston for me and for you and Stephen Hearts go Marnock this is a hard oh, one to just because Robbie's got so many big games ahead yep. and he doesn't have a lot to work with he had to bring players on at the weekend he probably didn't want to bring on come on and get the win at the weekend Hearts are legend penalties oh going Hearts and John I think Hearts um, Kilmarnock okay. Derek McInnes they, they need to pick up don't they um Finding it difficult. A good win at the weekend, though. Came back from a goal down. So who are you going for? I go Hearts. You're going for the Hearts. A little bit too strong on the night. Both of you, thanks so much. And thanks to Stephen Reside for coming in. Thanks to everyone who called. We're back tomorrow night. Barry Ferguson, Peter Grant will be here at five. Up after the news, it's Jokal Day. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Service your existing car with us right now. And it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available. So book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December.